بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد عن سامة بن زيد رضي الله تعالى عنهما قال قلت يا رسول الله لم أرك تسوم من شهر من الشهور ما تسوم من شعبان قال ذاك شهر يغفل الناس عنه بين رجب ورمضان وهو شهر ترفع فيه الأعمال إلى رب العالمين وأحب أن يرفع عملي وأنا صائم رواه النسائي Contrary to our usual way we read from Riyadh Salihin, tonight being the 15th of Sha'ban, what is referred to as Laylatul Bara'a, because of that, we'll read one or two ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam pertaining to the significance of this night so that we can, inshallah, try and practice upon this and thereby derive the maximum benefit of this night. In one sense, ulama Kiram mentioned there are certain nights of the year which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the value of which Allah ta'ala has elevated. And it is a sign of iman that we should look forward to these nights and try and engage ourselves in ibadat on these nights and derive the maximum benefit from these nights. As we know, the great reward that Allah Ta'ala has kept for Laylatul Qadr. And Allah's Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Search, Taharraw, Laylatul Qadr. Search for Laylatul Qadr in the last ten nights of Ramadan, particularly the odd nights. One integral difference between this night and Laylatul Qadr is Laylatul Qadr has to be searched for. And we don't know exactly when it, when it is going to fall. Whereas when it comes to Laylatul Bara'a, which is the name that is given to this night, this is something that we know exactly when it is going to fall. So this should actually serve as a greater impetus for us, not to waste any moment of this Mubarak night, a night where Allah Ta'ala is given, giving us an opportunity. Particularly if we bear in mind that this month of Sha'aban is on the cusp of Ramadan, so it's in fact a maidan, a field for us to prepare for the Mubarak and the blessed month of Ramadan as we can see from the conduct of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Because of the time being very limited, we will try and do a few of the ahadith, not too much detail in the commentary, but rather the, just the translation of it. Alama Munziri, this kitab which I'm reading from is called Targhib or Tarheeb. Alama Munziri has gathered a few such ahadith and he has given the chapter the title At-Targhib Fi Sawmi Sha'aban, the encouragement that is given with regards to the fasting of the month of Sha'aban. And that which is found about the practice of the noble master himself in the month of Sha'aban. وَفَضْلُ لَيْلَةِ نِصْفِهِ And the virtue of the middle night of Shaban, that is the 15th of Shaban. Usama bin Zayd radiallahu ta'ala anhuma is the narrator of the hadith. He said, I said on Messenger of Allah, we observe you fasting in the month of Shaban more than you fast in any of the other months. مَلَمْ أَرَكَ تَسُومْ مِنْ شَهْرِ مِنَ السُّهُورِ مَا تَشْرُومُ مِنْ شَعْبَانِ Obviously, we can understand from this question 
that this excludes the month of Ramadan. We observe you fasting more in this month than in any other month. In other words, any of the other 11 months. Not obviously including Ramadan because Ramadan the fast is first. So in other words, this refers to a great sunnah which I has mentioned previously, which unfortunately, particularly we say outside the Arab world, this has come out of our lives. The sunnah that I am referring to is the sunnah of fasting outside Ramadan. Allah's Rasul made muazabat. In other words, he used to perpetually practice upon this, particularly the fasting of the Mondays and Thursdays and what we call Ayamul Bid, the 13th, 14th and 15th of every month of the Islamic calendar, Rasulullah would fast. And like I said, outside the Arab world, those of us that have been to Makkah and Medina particularly, because this is our exposure generally with the Arab world, we'll notice the increased number of attendees on the Maghrib Salah of a Monday and Thursday, and also you'll notice a lot of people making iftar of their fast on these days. Because this is an established sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Fasting on its own carries multitudes of benefits. Many of us, unfortunately, we fast in Ramadan and for the other 11 months of the year, very rarely we will find ourselves fasting. Whereas Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, every week he would fast. Many of the sahaba were such that some of them had to be encouraged. Abdullah bin Amr bin As radiallahu ta'ala anhumah, Nabi sallallahu had to tell him to lessen his fasting. Because this was a sahabi who used to fast every day. Nabi sallallahu alayhi told him that, no, fast. First he told him fast one week in a month. Then he said, Ya Rasulullah, Allah has given me greater strength. Then Nabi sallallahu alayhi said, okay, fast. Finally, he settled on what is called Somme Dawood, that is fast, Somme Dawood alayhi salam, that is fasting on alternate days. So in any case, Osama bin Zaid says that, Ya Rasulullah, we observe that in this month you fast more than any other month. In this hadith, like I said, we're not going to go into too much of detail because of the, uh, we don't have sufficient time. But two wujuhat are given. Two reasons Rasulullah gives why he is to increase his fast, particularly in the month of Shaban. The first is that Nabi Salaam said, this is a month in which generally people are negligent between Rajab. Rajab is one of the, what we call Ashura Hurum, the sacred months. One of them is Rajab. So Nabi Salaam said that between Rajab and Ramadan, Shaban generally passes in ghaflat, in negligence. Why? Because it falls between two great months. Rajab on the one hand, and the other is Sayyidu Shuhur, the leader of the month of the Islamic calendar, the month of Ramadan. So from this expression of Rasulullah we learn one important lesson. This requires much more detail but very briefly. Is that Nabi Islam used to exert himself particularly in Amal in periods when the rest of humanity or when people generally were in ghaflat or in negligence. Amal during periods of negligence is multiplied. Classical example of this is Tahajjud Salah. It's a time when people are sleeping. A person makes the special effort to get up and worship Allah in a time when others are not worshipping Allah Ta'ala, the reward is multiplied. Likewise, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said, this month people are in ghaflat. So he used to make a special effort to increase his amal in this month. The second, shahrun amal ila rabbil alameen. He said, this is the month when the books of deeds of people are opened up. What we call 
worldly audit, I mean annual audit, if you want to look at it in accounting terms, maybe financial year end, maybe February for some, maybe some other months for others. So in this, if you look at it in commercial sense, Nabi Salaam said, this is the month when the annual audit takes place. How did this person perform throughout the entire year? Shahrun turfa'u fil amal ila rabbil alameen. In this month, the peshi presentation in front of Allah Ta'ala takes place. And when my amal for the year are presented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I wish that I am in a condition or in a state of fasting. This is why Rasulullah sallallahu would increase his fast in this month. There's much more detail required in this hadith. Inshallah on another occasion we will go into more detail. Another riwayat is mentioned, مَا رَأَيْتُ النَّبِيَّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ فِي شَهْرٍ أَكْثَرَ صِيَامًا مِنْهُ فِي شَعْبَانٍ كَانَ يَسُومُهُ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا بَلْ كَانَ يَسُومُهُ كُلَّهُ The Sahabi, in this case is Aisha radiallahu anha, the beloved wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, she says, I did not see Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fasting in any month more than he would fast in the month of Shaaban. Obviously, as I mentioned, this excludes Ramadan. كَانَ يَسُومُهُ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا she, say, she says that he would fast for the whole month of Shaaban, except one or two days, obviously, to create a distinction between Ramadan. One or two days, or a little bit of it, he would not fast, yet the rest of it he would fast. Balkana Yasumu, it would appear as if Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa used to fast the entire month of Shaaban. The same message what we mentioned, my respected brothers, we should make a special effort to bring the sunnah of fasting in our lives. Benefits, the multitudes of benefits there are in ahadith also, and we find there are great physical benefits in us trying to exert ourselves and fasting outside the month of Ramadan also. One Mu'ad ibn Jabalin radiallahu anhu, anin nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal, yattali'u allahu ila jami'i khalqihi laylatan nisfi min sha'ban, fayaghfiru li jami'i khalqihi illa li mushrik o mushahil. Rawahu tabrani wa ibn Majah fi sahih. Ma'az bin Jabal radiallahu anhu narrates from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that Allah ta'ala looks at his entire creation on the 15th night of Shaban, on the middle night of Shaban. Allah is looking, as we mentioned previously, everything at any given time is already in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In other words, a special gaze upon his entire creation or whatever interpretation we want to put on it. On this night, there is a special gaze upon the entire creation. And then, فَيَغْفِرُ لِجَمِيهِ خَلْقِهِ And Allah Ta'ala forgives His entire creation. That is the entire ummah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. On this night, Allah Ta'ala makes them maghfirat. However, there are certain exceptions. And in this hadith, two exceptions are mentioned. إِلَّا لِمُشْرِكِ Except the one who ascribes partners to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala will not forgive that person, even on this night. And the second, mushahin. This is something that we have to be very, very careful about. This word mushahin, like I said, much detail is required, but very briefly, or if you want to translate it in simple layman's terms, it means those who bear hatred, or those who sow the seeds of discord, those who behave in a manner which leads to the breaking down of ties. So, 
In other words, to have nafrat in the heart, hatred in the heart, malice in the heart, negativity in the heart, to have broken down relations with others, such people are excluded from the mercy of this night, and this is why we have to be very, very careful. وَرَوَى الْبَيْهَقِي مِنْ حَدِيثِ عَيْشَةَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهَا أَنَّ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ قَالْ Bayhaqi narrates from the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha that Rasulullah said, Atani Jibreel alayhi salam faqal, Hadihi laylatun nisfi min sha'ban, walillahi fiha utaqa'u min al-nar, bi'adadi shu'uri ghanami kalb, wala yandurullahu fiha ila mushrik, wala ila mushakhin, wala ila qati'i rahim, wala ila musbil, wala ila aqil ni walidei, wala ila mudmini khamar. Fadakar al-hadith of Yutulihi, Alama Munziri mentions a part of a lengthy hadith. Also here the narrator is Aisha radiallahu anha. She says that Rasulullah said that Jibreel came to me and he addressed me and said that this is the middle night of Shaban. In other words, the 15th of Shaban. And on this night, Allah Ta'ala frees multitudes, multitudes from the fire of Jahannam. How many people? The Kalb tribe was known for having a lot of sheep. So Nabi Salaam says, as many as the hair on the sheep of the Kalb tribe. So many people Allah Ta'ala frees from Jahannam, makes the decision of their maghfirat on this night. Jibreel came and informed Rasulullah Sallallahu However, as we mentioned in the previous hadith, the exceptions. So if we fall in these categories, we have to be particularly careful. Now is the time, particularly before Ramadan, to prepare. One of the preparation is to cleanse ourselves of these sins which lead to du'as not being accepted even on these Mubarak nights. So what are the categories that I mentioned in this hadith? Allah Ta'ala does not, in other words, excludes in this night from His forgiveness the one who ascribes partners to Allah. Wala ila mushahin mentioned in the previous hadith. Those who bear ill will, sow discord, disharmony. Those who have broken up or broken down family ties. Relatives, we mentioned this many, many times. Brother fighting with brother, aunt with uncle. Family associations that have broken down. This is untenable in Sharia. This excuse that they are not behaving well with me is not an excuse. It's an opportunity. If your family does not behave well with you, they behave in a manner that leads towards disharmony, this is an opportunity for you to earn your akhirat by taking the short end of the stick, smiling in the face of aggression and forgiving, and protecting and preserving family ties. Wala ila musbil. Allah does not forgive. And that person's du'as are suspended and not accepted on these Mubarak nights, who is in the habit of his clothes hanging beneath his ankles. So we have to be very, very careful. The one who, aq means to tear apart or rent apart. The one who has destroyed his relationship with his parents also will be excluded on these nights. And also the one who is in the habit of consuming liquor. This is a lengthy hadith. Another part of this hadith, like I say, time is very, very limited, but 
just we'll try and cover that hadith also. And Aisha radiallahu anha qalat, qama Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam min al-layli fa salla fa tala sujood hatta dhanantu annahu qad qubid. Falamma ra'aytu dhalika qumtu hatta harraktu ibhamahu fataharraka farajatu fasami'atuhu yaqulu fi sujoodihi. Lengthy incident, I'm not going to go into the details. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha found Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in sajda on a particular night that it was the 15th of Shaban for such a long time that she feared that Rasulullah had actually passed away. Such a long sajda he made. To the point where she says, I shook his foot and I was checking to see if Rasulullah is okay. Nothing had happened to him. Like I said, it's a lengthy incident. Just the part which is pertinent to us. She says, I observed that in his sajda he was reading a particular dua. So we find that according to ahadith on this night, or generally in tahajjud, every night, when we read tahajjud salah, and particularly on this night, we should try and read this dua, A'udhu bi afwika min iqabik, O Allah, I seek protection in your forgiveness from your punishment. A'udhu bi ridaka min sakhatik, and I seek protection in your pleasure from your displeasure. A'udhu bika minka ilayk, O Allah, I seek protection in you from you. La uhsi thana'an alayk, I cannot possibly praise you as you ought to be praised. Anta kama ala nafsik. You are as you have praised yourself. To repeat this dua, a'udhu bi afwika min iqabik, wa'udhu bi ridaka min sakhatik, wa'udhu bika minka ilayk, la uhsi thana'ana alayk, anta kama ala nafsik. If we, unable, we don't know the dua by heart, we should try and write it down, or try and take a little trouble or effort to read this dua on this Mubarak night. Just to summarize, like I said, my respected brothers, Shab-e Qadr, we don't know exactly. Shab-e Barat, we know exactly. So it's a Mubarak night. From which will, obviously the blessing of it will start from the time of sunset, right up to the following morning. So we should take special effort to try and maximize the benefit of this Mubarak night, engage in the amal of this night. If you see from these ahadith, one is obviously Tahajjud Salah, other is increasing in du'as, as much du'as as possible, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness, etc. And very, very important, if we fall in the categories that are excluded on this night, now is the time to take the special effort to try and repair our relationships with our fellow human beings, with our family members, etc. And to try and patch up ties before the month of Ramadan. With regards to the significance of this night, just one important point is that we find that there are certain quarters that are of the opinion that there is no benefit in this night whatsoever. And it's the same as any other night. The reason for this is that we find that many of the ahadith pertaining to the fazilat or virtue of Shabi Barat or Laylatul Nisfim in Shaban, the middle night of Shaban, the ahadith from a point of view of sanad or chain of narration generally are, tend to lean in the direction of weakness. But there is one principle of the ulama of ahadith I mentioned that they say when sometimes with regards to a particular subject matter, the hadith itself is, the chain of narration is weak, but there are many ahadith. The number, ta'addu the riwayat, the excessive number of riwayat leans towards strength of its authenticity. So whilst the ahadith, if you have to singularize them, particularly this hadith where Aisha describes what happened on that night, conduct of Rasulullah etc. From a sanad or chain of narration point of view generally is weak but there are many many ahadiths which lean in this direction. 
So, based on that, the ulama have mentioned that we should not lose out on the opportunity of the benefit of this night. Allah gives us